what is up y'all this is blizz and across the desk from me is big and uh you're now rocking with the big and blizz podcast uh today is episode three and uh go ahead big you want to start us off yeah i mean i know we've all heard uh tebow coming back for tight end oh god <laughs> and then you got people like uh old greg mcelroy played with him in <clears throat> new york when he played for the jets and he's um, was part of that quarterback room, and he says, he says it's just a sideshow. He thinks Jacksonville is just doing it to bring in some money. I agree. I agree. Um, well, and then is it Nick Saban is the new head coach? Urban Meyer. Oh, Urban it's Meyer. His, I get those two mixed uh, up. Yeah, Urban <clears throat> Meyer is Tebow's old mm-hmm. Florida head coach. Yeah. And 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 that's the thing when you have somebody in a position of power. You know, it's not it's not what you know. Have, most time, it's it's who you know. And this is, I mean, you can completely put that on on this situation because Tebow's never played tight end, as far as I'm aware. So it's not what he knows. No, and the crazy thing I still think is, he spent years arguing mm-hmm. how he wasn't going to switch positions because they asked him. Denver asked him to switch to safety, to switch to tight end, to switch to even running back at one point. Well, and and, and they and sorry. he was just like. No, I'm a quarterback yeah. through and through, whoopty wop. And I get, I get that, I get that. But wasn't I, I thought I heard a rumor about that he could have been drafted even higher, but the team that wanted to draft him wanted him to come out, come on as as a tight end, and he refused to. Is yeah, so there there were there were some rumors that I can't remember the team, but there was a team like because they do interviews with rookies and stuff before mm-hmm. to see where their heads at and stuff like that. There was a team higher in the draft. That had asked him his feelings on switching positions, whether it was to tight end or safety or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and he was a hard no. Yeah, and, and and most quarterbacks are like that. Once you're a quarterback, you're a quarterback for life. A lot of times, a lot of times, oh, all yeah. the time. Because uh, Edelman was a, a high school quarterback. Didn't he play quarterback in college he, also? Yeah, he played for Kent State, I believe, was his alma, alma mater. mater for college. And yeah, they asked him. But Julian Edelman is a different oh, beast. One hundred percent. You know. Um, it's, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, he's won Super Bowl MVP on wide receiver. He's a great slot receiver. Just a worker. Too. No he's fear. Just... No fear to come across the middle and get stuck every play when you and, touch the ball. And that's part of the thing. So there's some <clears throat> Hall of Fame tight ends that are speaking out. Oh, yeah. So uh, Kellen Winslow is one of them. Senior. Because junior, junior's in prison. Senior. Um, he, said, he said, and I quote, the route running, I think he'll pick up rather quickly. Absolutely. The catching will be second nature because he's an athlete. Um, it's going to be the physical side of being a tight end, blocking, getting hit, getting roughed up, mm-hmm. that he doesn't think Tebow's going to be able to handle. Well, think about this. He's basically, if you think about it, he's restarting an NFL career after eight years. He's 33 years old. 33. You know, I, from uh, I was watching a YouTube video, um, sports YouTube, uh, and they, it was something with ESPN, they were saying something about he hasn't played, and they gave the number, it was over a thousand games since he it last was, played. The, the thing I saw, I thought it was like <clears throat> 3,000 and something oh, was days it three, oh, yeah, yeah. since okay. his last NFL That's what game. It was. That's what it was. It was like th- just over 3,000 days. Um, the crazy thing is, we're saying, we, we're both, and I think it's a money grab for Jacksonville, bring him mm-hmm. in, sell some jerseys, have some fun with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he'll make it out of training camp, whatever. No, no way. Let him. I mean, he hasn't made it out of training camp the last two teams he was on. Even with baseball. But um, the thing is, Urban Meyer 
didn't even go to his first two workouts. And so, like, because he wasn't able to, or for whatever reason, he didn't even, the first two times he worked out for Jacksonville, Urban Meyer wasn't even there. Yeah, that's, yeah, you, and what's annoying about that also is, is Urban Meyer is the one who obviously got Tebow in the door, but <clears throat> Jacksonville had the first overall pick and picked Lauren, or Trevor Lawrence, who was an amazing athlete. Like, he's, they're saying that he's an, I, I don't know, he's revolutionizing that position. The focus should be about him. Everything should be about him right now because if you think about it, Jacksonville, that's what they have. But mm -hmm. so they're taking the attention away from their first their first pick. Who it, it's supposed to be about him, you know? Like mm -hmm. I just don't like that. And um, they, he's he's not gonna make it on training camp, which which means it's filling up a spot on the mm -hmm. roster and taking away from another young athlete who could be out there proving themselves mm -hmm. to make that team. But you just xed out one guy for sure from the jump, knowing that. Tebow's not making it past training camp. So two things. One, um, maybe they're pulling Tebow in to try to lighten the spotlight on Lawrence. But I don't think light, I don't think he needs it light. He's always been good. I know, but you know how teams think True. you know, they think in these really yeah, mystical ways yeah. and like and whatever. But the second thing I was gonna say is he's thirty three. The scouts when they watched him work out both times said that he is in better shape than most 18-year-olds. Oh, wow. Which could be fluff. It could smoke be up smoke ass. up the ass. could be whatever. But for them to come to Urban and say, hey, bro, you need to come yeah. to his workout because this guy is in the best shape of his life. Yeah. At 33 years old, that's hard. Yeah. Well, not only that, winning the Heisman Trophy and back-to-back -back national championships in a powerhouse like Florida... Like, and he's in best shape now? Yeah. That's crazy, because he was a monster in college. It just didn't... He just has it, that winning mentality. Yeah, it just didn't... It, what's the word I'm looking for? It didn't... Over, translate. Yeah, translate to the NFL. I mean, you're, you being a Broncos fan, you know more about him than a lot, but in, in you, well, we've talked about this a million times, about how good he... He went 8-6 and six over three seasons, I believe, right? So, um, and we, I think we said this in episode one, he was a winner, it just was ugly every time. Yeah. Yeah, like, you did. It was ugly, and that's just it. Ugly doesn't translate. Yeah, which is dumb. I because win is a win, you know. And that's the thing. And so Mike Didka, who also, yeah, Hall of Fame coach, wasn't he played, a tight end? He was a tight yeah. end. So there's he's one of the other guys that spoke out against or for. Um, Didka actually stated that if he was in Urban Meyer's position, he would 100 percent sign. <clears throat> Wow. 100%. That's a bold statement. And then he said, had this to say. He said, the physicality of it all, if you're a tight end and I don't think you're physical, I'm going to try to beat the heck out of it. Oh, yeah. 100%. That's just what linebackers will do, and that's what they think. So if he doesn't get physical enough, they're just going to beat him up. Yeah. But Didka still says he would 100% give Tebow a shot. Yeah. Because, he's, because of how... Physic, like if he's really in that great of physical shape, you would be stupid not to. Well, and he had a brilliant mind when it came to quarterbacking. He could pick apart defenses. He could read them from line of scrimmage, pre-snap. He knows the playbook. So, I mean, it, if he comes out, I, I'd like I would. I'm rooting for him to to make me eat my words. You know. Yeah. And I will eat my words. I will, you know, say that on, on one of the episodes when it comes to that point. Like, but I just don't see it. If he yeah. does, great. I hope he does. It would be. It would be a gimmick turned into a real thing, which would be kind of cool, you know? Yeah, and then uh, Delaney Walker spoke out also. Yeah. And said, people are talking about how Tebow's not used to getting hit. Mm -hmm. What they don't 
what they, he's what he's saying is I'm paraphrasing here is they they forget that when he won the Heisman Trophy, mm-hmm. he was a running quarterback. Yeah. yeah, like he was running people over. He's not afraid of contact. Yeah. Um, so he's like, it's gonna see whether or not him getting hit mm-hmm. is gonna throw him off. Yeah, one well, the age, best yeah. shape or not, age. You know, your body breaks down over the years. And, yeah. But uh, maybe, he's been, hey, maybe he's been doing that TV twelve shit. He, he, hey, could hey, if he's on that TV twelve shit, he can be running side in. We've discussed that. Yeah, and he's gonna be throwing the ball to himself. <laughs> and then um, the last tight end that spoke out, Shannon Sharp. Oh God! With his and you know so that guy. He don't hold. He don't mince his word. No. It says it's a lot more difficult to run routes in a congested area instead of an open field. And he would know. Hall of Famer. Um, he says you got people banging into you. The defensive ends got to block are bigger mm-hmm. than you, mm-hmm. um, and you've never—he's never blocked anybody. Yeah, he's never caught a pass in an NFL game or college game. You're asking him to do something he's never done in his entire life, mm-hmm. and you're asking him to start at the highest level of the sport at 33 years old. And he if, said, "So right there, you're asking a lot from one person." Yeah. So do those? Let's see if they if they don't cut him because they. You know, see a, a slight potential if he doesn't if he doesn't look to, to us like he's working out. But Jacksonville might see something that we don't. But I agree well, with practice Sharp. Run? They could. And I mean, think about it too. They can run some. They can bring him in for some trick plays with Trevor Lawrence. Dude, imagine a little flea flicker action over yeah. there. Tim Tebow and he does his little um, ugly ass wind up throw. <laughs> imagine this, and this is like obviously this is. Probably not going to happen. But if it does, mark my words, in episode three I said this. <laughs> if he goes and he starts um, practicing with the second team, just so he can he can be a, a quarterback against their second team defense oh, yeah. or whatnot, and he proves himself more, it's not going to happen again. Like, don't mince it. Don't, don't. You're trying to write a Disney script yeah, right exactly. now. Yeah, exactly. you're trying to write. If he outshines Trevor Lawrence and becomes the freaking quarterback that he always wanted to be. That would be some shit. That would be. It's doable, but I just don't see it. I don't. I don't. One, I don't see it because he would have. And this was his biggest issue. It was his throwing mechanics. Yeah. Because since high school, he had gotten away with the athletic part of it, and he could just throw however he wanted. Yeah. Then he has this. It's wide. It's sloppy. He, everybody, like they've done sports science on it. Where literally he goes from his ear because that's where you're supposed to hold it as a quarterback is up by your ear hole, and it should be a straight back, straight forward mm-hmm. motion. His is a drop. Mm-hmm. Literally, the ball drops below his shoulder, and then he rotates around, which is more of an actual like baseball style the throw. Pitching, yeah. Which obviously that motion didn't help him out a ton in baseball. Well, and it takes more time in the pocket to get that pass. I off. think it was something like. 15 milliseconds longer? But how many times do you see a quarterback escape a sack in that amount of time, you know? Well, and that's the thing is, when you say 15 milliseconds... It seems like nothing. It seems like nothing, but when it's a bang-bang, you got a 300-pound defensive lineman bearing down on you, 15 milliseconds is a long time that's to great. be holding on to that Absolutely. Ball. Absolutely. So, well, I mean, good luck to him, and, uh, I mean... I mean, I don't wish ill on anybody. If he if he jumps in and becomes a tight end, that'd be and amazing. Makes money and chills yeah. and does his thing because Tebow's always said he uses his name and his sports and everything as a means to his end. You think he's still a virgin? <laughs> I mean, is he married now? 
I don't know. I don't follow the guy. I, I think he's married now. I, I'm, I'm going to double check that. Yeah, but do you think... I mean, think about that. National championship back-to-back for one of the powerhouse teams. Heisman Trophy winner in college. He's the man, the biggest celebrity on campus at that time. You really think he, he was a virgin the whole time? Or do you think he was blowing smoke up people's ass? I don't, I don't know, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I guess I'm thinking too much about another man's sexual activities. But Either way, his, his, uh, his wife is cute. She's smoking? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, She's I would a hope Miss, so. Miss South Africa. Oh, wow. I would hope so. Like, Beauty pageant title holder was crowned Miss Universe in 2017. Good for him. Good her for name him. is Demi Lee Nell Peters. Demi Lee is her first name. Nell Peters is her last name. So she didn't take his last name? I don't know if she did or didn't take his last name. Or just name. doesn't use it for... They got married for in 2020, so not not yeah. very long ago. Yeah, he just got his cherry popped at 32. Um, so moving on, uh, you, you mentioned you brought something to my attention that I... That I was in, uh, I knew about, but not to the extent. So, do you want to speak on the Kobe Nike situation, Vanessa Bryant, and R.I.P. to the Mamba, and um, all well wishes and and everything out to um, to Vanessa and, and and the girls, and you know R.I.P. to Gianna and all that. Just yeah, lost the legend last year, and, and that still kind of hurts. But yeah. go ahead, Big. But um, yeah, no, I read an article the other day that said uh, <laughs> Vanessa will be cutting ties with. Nike, and she'll be seeking to possibly start Kobe's brand as its own brand. Not, not like go to Adidas or go to Under Armour or go to anything. She's about to big baller this bitch right now. Which is crazy to me because if you think about it, Yeezy is under the parent company. It's under the umbrella of Adidas. Jordan's under the umbrella of Nike. Um, and then who's the other big one? Uh, Curry. Curry now has his own line. But with Under Armour. So all of these people that have their own line. And, and don't get it twisted. Curry is not the magnitude of Jordan, obviously. But how you have the Jordan. A lot of people don't even know that Jordan's still made by Nike. But it's its own brand. Um, obviously, Yeezy now is its own brand with Adidas. But Curry finally got his own brand under um, Under Armour. But that's still, you have a major company backing you. So if, if she goes the Mamba route with no parent company... That's going to be crazy because investors, people that like uh, Beats by Dre, Jimmy Iovine and, and Dr. Dre, I watched the documentary, and they were toying around with what they could get into. And shoes was one of them that came up. But shoes is one of the hardest markets to conquer because the expenses to make, you know? Yeah, I mean, that, I mean the overhead. So the Baller brand's a big... Yeah, they were with headphones because, you know, that was easier. But yeah, go, I'm sorry, go ahead. But that's what I'm saying. So that's that's when, like, big Baller brand First had that... Had that issue, first one to do it too. And so they went and um, um, they went and tried to do their own thing, and we all know how that ended. Um, and I mean, I don't blame a hundred percent big baller brand for the way that ended. Maybe I mean, obviously they had someone, they had a snake in the midst. Oh, one hundred percent. But still, I, I mean, whatever his name was, there was still like shoes weren't coming out when they were supposed to be coming to Some people. Some people saw and got them. And so it's just. A lot of that stuff, but they started redoing it too. Yeah, they, they, I don't know if you if you're up on the the ball in the family on Facebook. I didn't know I haven't caught up on this new season. So I well the new they haven't had like a new new season, but the last they were they were creating shoes again. But anyways, so go ahead and leave this about Vanessa and Kobe and the, the legacy. Yeah, and so she and the reason she's stepping away is she feels, um, and this is her point of view, 
I'm not on the inside. I'm taken for what she says. Face value. Um, she says she feels Nike is trying to monetize uh, Kobe's death. Yeah, and, and we, I've seen it. We, we all seen it. The price has jumped. And that's the thing is, like, Nike makes all the jerseys now mm-hmm. for the NBA. So why jump his jersey Price sky high? Yeah, price gouging. It's not like you can't make more. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's not like it's the last jersey... Like limited, I can understand, I can understand if it was his the game against last game against the Jazz that game worn jersey. Yeah, price should jump. Or the Black Mamba jerseys they have now, I can understand that being for the Lakers Black Mamba edition. Oh yeah, the, they, yeah. They're wearing them. Was it tonight? Were they wearing? I just I just seen them wear them. No, it was, I think that was a bubble. The playoffs they debuted them. Yeah, I understand those being more. It's a legacy jersey that are probably going to be a limited run, but that's not just Kobe's jersey. That's the whole team, yeah. you can get every player on that team in that jersey. You can go to the China sites and get... I could get Gronkowski in a legacy model of <laughs> jersey. But anyways... Um, but yeah, so she... But we see... i seen that, sorry. But i seen that right after he passed away, I was looking online. And his jerseys on Nike.com went, you know, over 100 or 200 over what they were going for. Yeah, and so what she's saying is um, Kobe didn't want... Um, like limited runs, like when you some Jordans they do limited runs and all that kind of stuff and the exclusive. And Kobe didn't want that because he wanted all of his fans to be able to buy it. But as soon as he died, Nike started doing limited runs mm-hmm. and these exclusive runs of shoes. And Vanessa was like, "What is going on?" It went against everything he stood for. Yeah, and so she's. Stepping away from Nike, uh, the deal was coming to a close anyway. Yeah, it, and they were going to have to re-sign. Yeah, and there's rumors that Kobe was already thinking about stepping away from Nike and doing his own thing. Yeah, and I think it, Vanessa's just trying to honor that. That's awesome. Um, just like her. she did, they just re- they're start. I I don't know if they've revealed or if they're going to reveal, but I saw some pictures of. What her and the NBA Hall of Fame did. The legacy tribute. With his legacy tribute. And it, it looks really good. So if you haven't seen it, look at the pictures. And, and um, to carry on to that, I, I, I follow her on on Instagram. And uh, a while ago, she was posting IG posts um, showing his memorabilia. Because she she was the pack rat for Kobe. Kobe wasn't. I mean, if you, if you guys remember years ago, probably 10, 15 years ago, he got into it with his mom or his mom and dad. And they were selling his, like high school stuff and memorabilia selling his um some big honor awards that he had won and they had they were holding on to for him they were auctioning it off against his uh against what he wanted and there was a big lawsuit involved with that so he never really kept his memorabilia he didn't i mean he did but not to, to a certain extent Vanessa on this post was saying how she was the Kobe Bryant pack rat. Like, she has closets full of all his game-worn stuff. And in those same posts, she was showing all the stuff that she was donating to the NBA Hall of Fame for his legacy uh, booth or whatever. What It's display. It, it's, a, yeah, it's, it's, it's a room. Yeah, it, it, uh, it really looks like, from the pictures, obviously. I haven't seen it in person, and mm-hmm. I don't know if they've actually fully <laughs> revealed it yet. Yeah. It looks like there's a room, like obviously there's rooms in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. But it looks like they put <clears throat> a wall, mm-hmm. and they, on both sides they have like game worn. Mm-hmm. It's like game worn jersey with the shoes that were mm-hmm. worn that game. The shorts, everything. And um, and the wall is black. Yeah. And it has like a silhouette of 
Kobe, and then like there's a basketball like it, like he's holding it up to his forehead or something like. And it's encased in glass and all that, right? I think everything's encased in glass, and then it's painted, whatever. And the lighting is real dim, which is cool. Um, and there's actually this cool picture that they share. Well, you probably seen you might see it. I think it looked like it was posted from her IG. It's like because he's like leaned in on this basketball, mm-hmm. like he's holding it with two hands and just like thinking. Yeah. And so she posed. Where her forehead, even though like his head's bigger, mm-hmm. obviously because it's a big mural, yeah. where it looks like their foreheads are touching. Oh, that's awesome! And they took a picture, and I think from the the article I was looking at, I'm pretty sure it was on her IG. I'll check it out. I, I'm not I'm not big on go. I don't go on IG a lot, but I have to definitely check that out. That's, but, yeah. that's amazing. But if we want to keep rolling with the NBA stuff, current <laughs> more currently, um, I know we talked about Rookie of the Year. Yes. Um, la- I think it was last episode. I do believe. Um, and we were we were thinking maybe Mello would be able to squeak in there. Um, I know he's back on the court. Um, but I've been looking at the the standings for Rookie of the Year, and he's uh he's kind of slipped a little bit to number five. That's crazy. Who are the four above him? Do you do you know? I do. Number one is a junior. We've seen we we me and you both watched his dad play Gary Payton Jr. Kenyon Martin. Oh, Kmart. Yeah. Okay. He's averaging twenty two. I didn't even know he was in the league. <laughs> um. Yeah. He just got inserted inserted into the starting lineup this week. And he's first for rookie of the. What's he? He's putting up phenomenal numbers then, isn't he? Um. Twenty two points. Wow. Nine rebounds. Ooh. As a small forward. Yeah, I was going to say he's not a big. And uh, four assists. And wow. he's shooting 62% oh. from deep. Yeah, that'll do it right there. That's uh, that's number one. Uh, Anthony Edwards. Okay. Another small forward. Yeah. 21 points. Who's he with right now? He's with... Uh, Timberwolves. Uh, Timberwolves, that's right. Okay. Um, six rebounds and three assists out of that same small forward spot. And then um, Armani Brooks. He's a point guard for the Rockets. Mm-hmm. 19 points, three and a half rebounds. Personally, my point guard, I would want a little bit more. No, absolutely. But how many um, rebounds did you say? No, I was going to say, I was about to say his assist numbers. Oh, okay, my fault. He's uh, under three assists a game. Oh, yeah. For a, P, for a point? Point guard. Oh, yeah, he should have. Yeah. He signed a two-way contract with the Rockets in April. Yeah. Um, which means that they can kick him yeah. up and down between G League, G League yeah, and... back and forth. But for him to have that... Because a lot of guys that end up on this list usually aren't... Yeah, Aren't two-way contract guys. So for him to be up here as a two-way contract guy, yeah, you think that if he's even in the running for rookie of the year, that they would have, he he would have done enough for that team for them to sign him to a, a real contract. Yeah, and so we have uh, fourth is Shadik Bay, Sadiq. Mm-hmm. It's S A D D I Q. Yeah, Sadiq. Sadiq Bay, um, another small forward, eighteen point three. Points, six rebounds, and he's shooting over fifty percent from deep. Um, he broke some rookie records um, this week. He recorded most three pointers made per game wow. as a rookie, wow. two and a half, surpassing Donovan Mitchell, Luka Doncic, and Dame Dollar. Those are some big names, some big shoes. Um, he's making threes at a thirty-nine percent clip. On his uh, efficiency rating, the next closest on the list in terms of percentage, thirty six point eight. 
Damn. So him and Dame are topped at 39. Uh-huh. So it means 39% of their shots are coming from deep. That's wild. People don't understand that. So like almost every four out of ten shots are from three-point range. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And then here is LaMelo. Um, 16 points a game. Seven rebounds. Six assists. And two and a half steals. See, his, was, his seems more well-rounded. And... Again, I always say that Zoe's that mellow, mellow. Well, no, no. Oh, you're okay. talking about I say, I'm sorry. Yeah, I always say that Zoe is that J Kid kind of style. Yeah. This stat line is more like that. Is like a J Kid kind of style. Well, and Mellow's just a true facilitator with his pat, no look passes. He can, he could be driving and know he can get this lay in, lay in, and still flip it behind his back to somebody else for the jam. You know? Oh yeah. Like, he's very unselfish. Very unselfish. Um. The thing they said is he's back after missing a lot of time from his wrist, um, and they've noticed a decrease in his jump shot percentage. Well, yeah, he's working that stiff wrist out. Um, and so that's kind of dropped him down the list a bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you got to think, too, that his numbers, his, his averages are going to be lower, too, because he hasn't played enough. Yeah, and then um, it says he's still contributing... Whether it's putting up 12 boards and 7 assists on a night where he goes 0 for 3 from deep. Or if going 11 for 22 from the field in the same game, he missed all 7 of his 3s. Damn. So he's... So his wrist just isn't strong enough for 3 right now. Yeah. And this is what I was worried about is the Hornets were like, Oh, 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 we we need to hurry him back. We need to hurry him back. Um, so that we can um, make a run yeah. at the playoffs. And so you're seeing that effect because they brought him back. So his, <clears throat> his wrist is probably still stiff. It's probably not 100% healed. They didn't let him rehab long enough. And so, I mean, they, I mean they're in the playoffs. Well, they're in the play-in, the play-in tournament. As the eighth seed right now, which they're at thirty three and thirty seven, so under five hundred to be in the play in tournament. Well, see, and that's why we we say and we said earlier when we were talking, we were discussing things that in every sports organization it should be the the best at sixteen. It shouldn't be you know the best out of or you know what I'm saying each conference or whatever. Well, yeah, because I mean if you look at it. Teams are getting screwed that are, you know, a team is getting in that's under a 500, and there's teams that are over that are getting, they're, they're not making it. Oh, yeah, exactly. Because if you think about it, in the West, <clears throat> if you played right now and there was no play-in, nothing like that, the Warriors... Would be out? No, they'd be in. They're in eighth right now. Oh, okay. But they're 38-33 and 33 uh-huh. as the eighth seed. That means that if they were to go to the East, they would be... The seventh seed. Yeah. Well, said in, in the Eastern Conference so has would always be, been known for not being not as good as the Western Conference. And I know that's like, oh my God, one spot. That that means a lot, though. That's a but big if if you look at this, the five and the six seed <clears throat> in the East have thirty nine wins. Yeah. And the four seed has forty wins. Yeah. So they're right. So you're good. telling me that if the Warriors would have won two more games, they could have been a fourth or a third seed. In the East? Yeah. 
That's nuts. Instead of, if you'd have won two more games... In the West. In the West, you would have been tied for seventh place. Yeah. So you would have moved up one instead of four spots. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Like... Hey, real fast, uh, I have this put up on laptop. <clears throat> Listen to this headline. Packers coach Matt LaFleur pleads for end to Rodgers' drama. We want him back in the worst way. That sounds like an ex that can't get over the breakup, does it not? Facts. And everybody's <clears throat> on this hype about, oh, they signed... Um, Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. Okay, first off. Well, they signed uh, Justin Jordan Love or whatever his name was in the draft. They drafted him yeah, last year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, drafted him, so... Two well, quarterbacks. Well, my thing know. is okay. We know Jordan Love's going to be the heir. Whether he's yeah. going to be, whether he's going to be Rogers to Favre. Yeah, but like or, whether it's going to happen this season or three or four seasons down the road. Well, no. What I'm saying is, it going to transition where like Favre Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Rogers Hall of Fame. Oh, excuse me. Is he going to follow in the footsteps? Is he going to follow in that footsteps, or is it going to be like, no, like, and just drop off? Yeah, like Garoppolo to. Yeah, like if Brady would have taken over, or if Garoppolo would have taken over for Brady. Yeah. Yep. And so my thing is, teams do this all the time. When you go into camp, you sign an extra quarterback or two, mm-hmm. and they call them camp arms. Because mm-hmm. so, you need, if you want to be able to see everybody, you need three or four quarterbacks out there. Yeah, somebody needs to play with the second defense, the second team defense, and all that. And you want to be able, okay, because I mean, really, when you go in there, how many receivers are on that ninety-man yeah. roster? Yeah, probably eight. I mean, if you're including practice squad, second team, all that. Well, the thing is, in camp, there's no practice squad. Every practice squad comes and practices. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, ninety-man. You're right. You know so what I mean? There's like probably what like eight plus you. You sign a couple extra that you know you're going to release some. Yeah, and then you have tight ends and running backs and all these guys you want to see run routes. And then yeah, catch even the running backs need to catch passes. And so it's like if you only have your starter and your backup. Yeah. You're telling me that. These that all everybody is going to get the amount of reps to fully scout them, yeah. No, and so they bring it in. Really, I think that's why they brought in Blake Bortles, yeah. It, a lot so, hasn't been made of it. So, two I have two reasons camp arm, and if Aaron Rodgers does bounce out, they need a backup for 100%. Me. And Bortles is a journeyman backup, like, he's not a great quarterback in the NFL. He just bounces around and backs up people. That's what he does. And then once in a while, he gets a start, looks okay, whatever. Ryan, I mean, he's like a less good Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, what do you mean? Very less good. <laughs> he got that magic. You don't hear Blake for magic. <laughs> he's, so, he's not built like that. You know, he doesn't have that, that, that big beard and that, stuff. Well, that, that beard. Um, that makes him a man's man quarterback. Yeah, no, so... That's that's the only reason they signed him. And people want to blow it out to be this, oh, my God, they signed Blake Bortles. Really, you think they signed Blake Bortles to replace yeah, no. Aaron Rodgers? No, but I was thinking possibly to be a backup to, to Jordan Oh, no, Jordan, I, Jordan, Jordan Love, just saying, right? like, yeah, Jordan, Jordan Love. But I've seen, like, articles where they're like, oh, my God, signed Blake Bortles. Oh, my God. Like, like it's an end of an Like, you're ending Aaron Rodgers' era yeah. with Blake Bortles. Like, why don't we talk about the guy in the middle? Yeah, Jordan Love, yeah, who they exactly. went up and drafted yeah. last year. They obviously chased, and did they? They moved up to. Did they move up to get him? I don't remember. I don't know. Was. I I know that Aaron Rodgers wasn't happy, not because he was being replaced. Well, they, they and that, I mean, that's part of it. Obviously. They didn't get him any weapons. That, and that's you know, it. That was the thing they and they never have. 
They've yeah. never really done. Like, they've maybe signed some some okay names in, in in free agency or drafted a couple uh, right decent players, but mainly he's looking for a big name. Because if you think of the Packers now, you you know you know who's with Devonte is Adams, Adams? Is, yeah. there, is there is that the running back? And who's their their wide receiver that came out of, like out of nowhere and just dominated? Um, but either way, when you think of Packers in the last few seasons, you don't think of anybody. But Devontae Adams is okay, uh, the receiver. wide receiver. Who's their, their running back that they had or have? Um, and then they have Alan Lazard. At, um, That's the one that came out of receiver. nowhere. And, and, well, both those receivers did. But when you think Packers, you think Aaron Rodgers, and most people can't really name another player on the offensive side of the ball. Aaron Jones there you is go. their running there you back. Go. But you know what I'm saying, though? Like, so they never really... It's like if you really care about your franchise quarterback who is, is won multiple MVPs, who's you know won a Super Bowl with you guys, and you know he's he's decent every single year. You 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 have a run at the at the the Super Bowl. When he goes in and says, "Hey, I need more firepower. I need a, this. I need that. I need a guy like so and so." You know what I'm saying? You do that shit. You try to appease him. Like Manning, like that's why he ended up leaving the Patriots. He wasn't getting enough say in everything, and that man was taking pay cuts every season. You know, as much as I don't like to admit it, you, I'm just, I'm, I'm happy to say that we we get to witness greatness. Oh like, yeah, we got to witness. Uh, you're a little bit younger than me, but I remember watching Jordan play. I remember living in Utah, my grandpa taking me uh, to the Delta Center to watch the Jazz play, and watching Michael Jordan against the Jazz, and just being in awe that I'm watching. Even at that time, as a kid, I knew this was a legend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we get to see these great players. We'll be able to tell our kids, kids, kids that, oh, I remember when I was, you know, 20-something, 30-something watching, you know, Tom Brady play, who is the GOAT. You hate him or love him, he's the GOAT. Been to 10, won 7, his average is better than LeBron, and people say LeBron's a GOAT, you know? Yeah, and the crazy thing is, speaking of Tom Brady, the <clears throat> Bucks play the Pats this year. Oh, yeah, and that's week four, I believe. They're selling for thousands of dollars already. The tickets, you, are, the tickets are already oh, going I, for I thousands of dollars. And you know what's funny is if it's, it's is it in Gillette? I don't know. I'm going to check. Listen, if it's in Gillette, you know how many motherfuckers are going to be wearing a Brady jersey and cheering for him? You know they're going to do like they do in the NBA when a player comes back, do a whole montage on the big screen, and there's going to be a standing ovation. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's, it's at New England. Yeah. No, that's why they're... Yeah, on if it was October in, if it was in, 3rd. If it was in Tampa Bay, they wouldn't be that much. It's because all these New England fans want to see Tom Brady. He's a god in New England, bro. In, in Boston, in Massachusetts, he's a fucking god. So People they, name their kids after him. So as of right now, the tickets are selling for as much as $9,000. So as much. So that's like the most expensive. So that's like 50-yard line club, like field side or suites. Yeah. But either way, still, when does that ever happen? Cheapest tickets, $1,400. That's nosebleeds that are usually a couple hundred. That's section like, three, like 311, which means that's like third level. Bro. Row 22. Damn. $1,400. That's wild. And you know he's going to get a standing ovation there. Well, and that's the thing is, like, he didn't do them dirty. No, he they kind of did him a little bit. Um, and so there's no way they give him. And, yeah, so for $8,862, you can get a 45, 50-yard line ticket 
row one. Damn. For nine thousand dollars. And for an extra fifteen hundred, you could sniff his jobs, jock strap after <laughs> the game. Um, did you hear his his um, quote about when the schedule was released about playing uh, the Packer or the the Patriots? No. He said, and, and uh, I quote. It's like introducing your high school friends to your college friends. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what that means exactly, but it, how it sounds, it sounds kind of fucked up. And also, me being a diehard Cowboys fan, week one, Thursday night football, our first game is against the Tampa Bay Gronkineers. And he quote, he said, and I quote, I'm really excited. Well, I can't quote because I, I can't think of the exact words. Something to the effect of, he's excited to play. And he put in parentheses, America's team. Like, oh, you motherfucker, dude. <laughs> He's had, like, every, well, everybody has You're not has even a, Florida's team, dude. Well, now, yeah, now they're. Everybody has a thing when the Cowboys get that America's team. Because everybody's like, what the fuck have they done in the last, you know what I mean? I, 27 years. I get it, dude. And I, and that's why. I but it's a nickname. No, 100%. And that's why I don't, like, I don't take offense when people are like, oh, last time you won a Super Bowl, VHS, or you're right, dude. And you know me. It's an A-track taste for spinning, boy. <laughs> Vinyl records and shit. But, you know, you know, we're both, we're one of the same. Like, if we, you know, give credit where credit's due. And we admit, if, it doesn't matter if I'm a diehard Cowboys fan, you're a diehard Broncos fan. If we're fucking up, we're fucking up. And I'll talk shit about, not talk shit, but I'll joke about my own team. You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, 100%. A lot of people, and, and I understand why people hate the Cowboys because they're fans. Just like people hate the 49ers because they're fans. And this, that, and the third. But for Cowboys, Cowboys fans can be fucking ignorant as shit. You know, a lot of them. But I, I try to stay away from that aspect of it. But yes, the quest for six... Oh, my God. <laughs> Three seasons straight, they kept yelling that. I'm like, well, shouldn't it be like Quest for Nine now? <laughs> but anyways, um, uh, did you see that Alex Rodriguez, his group is closing the deal to buy the Minnesota Timberwolves and Lynx? I'm guessing that's the their minor league team. for The one, Lynx is the WNBA team oh, for Minnesota. Well, they're buying the Timberwolves and the Lynx for $1.5 billion. That sounds kind of cheap to get two fucking franchises, given the WNBA isn't as popular. You know what I'm saying? Not even close, but still, that's that's a good fucking deal. Maybe they're like, well, look, you it. pay us $1.5 billion for the Timberwolves, we'll throw in the links. Well, and that's the thing is, <laughs> I, I know they have this whole eSports thing, too, yeah. so that means that they also, I'm pretty sure the Timberwolves have... A two case. I do. I believe so too. So they they do they, they automatically acquire they that. They automatically because when I've I've read things on it, when you are drafted to the esports team, yeah, um, that oh, you're um, you're an employee of said NBA team. I have seen that as well. So like you get the health benefits just like the NBA players. Yeah. Um, Get the health benefits That's just like crazy. the NBA players. Hey, you hurt your thumb gaming, and they take you to the training, <laughs> the training set. And so you get like, like you get access to like different parts of the stadium because you're technically you're an employee, an employee, and it's crazy <clears throat> to think that. So now, I mean, not only did they get the links, I know the two K league is it's not huge, but it's making money. I mean, to have the NFL's attention. And the, or the NBA's attention, mm-hmm. and, and NFL too, right? Don't they have something going? No. They do. Um, Madden it's not, does. It's not the same. Madden does their uh, championship series. They have two big tournaments, really. They have the, the Madden Ultimate Team one. But that's Madden. That's promoted by Madden. That's, yeah. yeah so. And then they have the championship series, whereas, like, 
you'll play like eight guys will fight for to be able to rep one team. Gotcha. And so it'll be like the Patriots Cup. So eight guys will vie to play to represent the Patriots mm. in the final tournament. The final. That's right. And but the but the NFL isn't really on with it. Like it's not a big. The NBA is the leading when it comes to to the new. You know. Well, it's so and. They're so they far are, ahead of their time when it comes to shit. But it's just, it's also easier, one, because, like, 2K has their, mm-hmm. the my player side, mm-hmm. and you really only need five guys yeah, to yeah, put a squad together. Absolutely. Right now, Madden has fucked up, and they don't have their superstar mode like they used to. I've heard leaks that... 20- I, even need, I didn't even buy the new one, because I heard it's just, it's just, it's, re, it's just, last year's game just rebadged. It is. It literally is just, especially like for and, me and, and the you, new players for the draft and free agency. Like for me and you, we don't play a lot of ultimate team. We don't play a lot of like those modes, mm-hmm. and we play a lot of franchise. Mm-hmm. Love and, franchise. And it literally was rebadged. Some of the times when you would go into Super Bowls, it would. I heard they had banners from the last the pre- season. Yeah, the, yeah, bad, mm-hmm. like twenty uh, twenty. Yeah. Like what the, f- like come on guys, really? And uh, they've promised. Literally posted this big long thing and promised a lot of franchise changes. Like, and they weren't like, we promised changes. They listed specific, like, mm-hmm. bullet points on things they were going to add. I never did. Well, no, we won't. Well, I mean, we won't see until the new one drops. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they could patch where shit is. Well, they did. So they had some things that they said they would patch throughout 21, the yeah. current game. Yeah, Madden 21. And they, they hit all those bullet points that they said they were going to hit. And they said, these are the things we're going to do in 22. Which the leak is showing Derrick Henry is going to be the cover athlete for. Nice. Um, he's the first running back since Adrian Peterson on the 25th anniversary edition of Madden. Madden 25, which threw everybody off because it was like the and well, and I mean, Madden 18 or some shit. Yeah, and we're getting close to Madden 25, so what are they going to... Yeah, no, exactly. It's going to so, be quarter centennial or something, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. some weird shit. So that's why I'm like... I'm going to be searching for Madden 25, and I'm going to buy the... The, the wrong one. <laughs> the wrong one. Shit. But what do, you, what do you think about Alex Rodriguez closing this deal with his group? I mean... I just don't see him... Like, he's Okay, an owner's an owner. A lot of them don't know about basketball, but he's a baseball. I mean, if, if Mark Cuban can run a team... Mark Cuban is... A, he's, he's, got a, a, he's got a brilliant mind. He's, but a, he's a business got a, he's mind. He's got a fucking temper, too, though. He's got a business mind, but oh, he, yeah. like, he, he doesn't... When he bought that team, he didn't know no basketball. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it doesn't. Alex Rodriguez own didn't. He's part owner of the the Miami uh, um, the baseball team, the Marlins. Yeah, because probably been, there was a big deal about him coming in, and then the the team just going to shit. They were trading people off. Yeah, it was. It's not Jeter. You never hear anything bad about Jeter. You don't hear shit about Jeter anymore. Because he stays in the limelight, and he's just a, a, a thorough, authentic guy. Well, I mean, and then you got A-Rod and his... A-Rod, steroids, 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 steroids. And then him and his boo thing broke up. J-Lo, yeah, so he's crying about her, and she's hanging out with Matt Damon and shit. Or, he I'm sorry, ben, Aff- ben Affleck. He just got caught hanging out with some actress or yeah. model or something. Well, see, and, and Alex Rodriguez is simping. Like, he just posted an IG, and uh, it was a picture, like... Of an, from an angle of him at the dinner table with his two daughters, and then a fourth plate where JLo would be sitting said, Having dinner with my girls. Like, it's, he's simping. You know what I'm saying? Like, who were we talking about earlier that it seems Jay like an ex girlfriend? That would, Tebow, uh, no, who were we talking about at the beginning of the podcast? It was like a breakup that they couldn't get over. 
<laughs> Anyways, we'll circle back to that. But um, yeah, he's sipping, and J Lo's out hanging out with Batman himself. Oh, the Packers! Because oh, really? he was yeah, like, oh, yeah, that was we want him back at any in the cause. worst way. Yeah, in the worst way. That's how that's how a a Rod is acting with uh, J Lo right now. But I mean, damn, she's fifty seven years old, got a body of a fucking twenty one year old. God, yeah. Um, but yeah, but she's hanging out with Batman, Ben Affleck, her ex boyfriend and shit. But so I'm she, Batman. <laughs> seems like she's moved on. And uh, speaking of Aaron, this kind of links to it because he was a Mariner for a while. Yeah. Um, they had their uh, their two big prospects make their major league debuts on Thursday night. So last night, well, two nights ago when you guys hear this, last night when we're recording. So. Yeah. Well, it depends, um, you know, which platform you're listening to it on. And uh, so the starting pitcher, I guess, the night didn't go very well for him. Um, but their 21-year-old um, fielder uh, in his second at-bat went mm-hmm. yard. Shut up. Two-run shot in the bottom of the third. Good for him. So, I mean, that's looking up for those Mariners. And then... Ooh, it came off his bat at 109.3. Damn. 95 and up are considered lasers, like hard hit. Yeah. And he's hitting 110 pretty much. Going uh, yard at 110? Yeah. He was the sixth overall pick in 2018 out of <clears throat> high school. Damn. So he, in three years, made his major league debut. He was actually selected by the Mets. And uh, came over to the Mariners in the Robinson Cano trade in December. So he hasn't even been with the Mariners for very long. That's crazy. He's a true athlete. Sounds like. Oh, he, they didn't even bring him to camp. So they just threw him in the mix, huh? Yeah, they didn't bring him to camp initially, like spring training. Because they like with the minor leaguers, they don't bring all of them. Yeah. They only bring some of them. And so they sent him to AAA, played six games. He hit. Um, What's his average? Three seventy. That's all right. That's actually pretty good, huh? With, uh, yeah, I mean that's almost four hits at every ten at bats. Um, three seventy, but then his, uh, he, uh, I always forget what it's called, but he hit a six thirty, which is like, and that rating is for whether or not he's hitting singles, doubles, a homer. If you're hitting a homer every time, it's a thousand. Okay, is the rating or one? So six thirty would be like six thirty would be a double. He's hitting a double. Double doubles triple. and triples almost every time he's got. Jesus. Um, and in those six games, he had two home runs and two steals. Wow! In six games, and uh, now he's a now he has a big league home run. And <laughs> maybe on his way to win Rookie of the Year. Uh, yeah. I mean, he could. These these MLB teams do this cheeky ass thing sometimes with rookies, though, because the MLB's the. Well, you know, I shouldn't say the only. The only one I know about. I don't know if hockey has this rule. But in the MLB, you're considered a rookie until you get in a certain number of at-bats in a oh, season. yeah. And so in the MLB... You can win rookie of the year three years into your, your contract. Yeah. And um, and the thing in the MLB is your, your free agency ticker doesn't start until you're not considered a rookie. And you can't even enter free agency until six years of major league play. That's wild. But you know what's good about that is their contracts are fully guaranteed. 
So what people do, what MLB teams have been known to do, is they'll let this guy play, mm-hmm. kick him to AAA. Mm-hmm. Let him play, yep. kick him to AAA. To get freaking 12 years out of a six-year deal. To get an extra. And yeah, so the you know next I mean. year. No, yeah. And the next year, what they'll do is they'll start him in AAA, mm-hmm. leave him there for a little bit, bring him up, so that maybe next year he gets enough at-bats. So they'll get an extra two years. Yeah. It's, that's freaking ridiculous. You're toying with someone's life, man. That's and crazy. Just so that they can, because the thing is, like, their rookie contract isn't however many years. Yeah. Because most of these guys, like this guy, 2018, he spent three years in the minors. So he was drafted at 17 or 18. Yeah. So he's now 20, 21. 20 he's 21, it okay. says right here. Um, so he's drafted at 18, 21 now. So now he can't even be a free agent. Let's say they don't toy with him. Let's so say 27. Oh, no, sorry, sorry. No, 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 because he was drafted at... Wait, yeah, but those three years don't count. Okay. The minor yeah, yeah, years don't right, count. It's, right. only, okay. it's only pro years. That's right. And it's after so many at-bats. And so... Hasn't even reached that certain amount of at-bats yet. You know what I'm saying? No, because the, year, the league just, the year right. just started. So he might not even hit that it, number of at-bats. Well, if well, he's doing that good, they're going to play him. No. They've done it. They did oh. it with the, um, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Mm-hmm. That team... What is it? The Braves or... Whoever he plays for, they did it to him. That's and he's and he's the truth. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, that's so um, crazy. The MLB is a, a, a different beast. Uh, so here we go. How many at bats to qualify as a rookie? So in a single season, you need to have a over a hundred and thirty at bats. And this, I mean, I get they play 180, 160 games. One hundred eighty-two. One hundred eighty-two games. I, I believe. believe. I think you're right. So you might not even see that in a season, depending on how good your hitters are. You might, if you get, you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, if you're playing in that, I mean, even in a bad game, you're guaranteed at least two at-bats. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't thinking of it like that. Even in a bad game, even if you're getting like, I mean, honestly, if you're getting skunked, you technically could see three at-bats, depending on if you're top or bottom of the order or whatever. You'd have to be clearing the order, like you'd have to go up way big to, Um, to get more than that, though. But yeah, so I mean, if you're getting three at bats, you should easily a third through the season. But like I said, the thing they'll do, and obviously, people don't even the best, even A Rod and all those guys never played every game. Yeah, you oh, take yeah. breaks and whatever. Um, well, I mean, this is the only the only the only sport that has double headers. You know what I'm saying? Like the the Giants, being a Giants fan, they just played two games in the same day um, recently. You play a morning game, you relax for a few hours, rest up get some batting practice back in and then that evening you start a second game you imagine that dude and nine innings imagine being an outfitter just standing there for a lot of the time or being a shortstop and having or pitcher well pitchers don't play as much but a shortstop gets more action than almost anybody yeah imagine being a shortstop and having to play two fucking games in one day yeah, not in, and not in twenty four hours. You know, like in, insane. You insane twenty four hour period, yeah. but way less. And you know, like that's yeah, that's wild. And so the the typical major league starter will hit a, a average guy, mm-hmm. um, five hundred fifty at bats. That's crazy. In a year. That's crazy. That's nuts. Baseball is such a. a um, and it, but it says sport. some are higher and some are lower. Obviously, but yeah, average is about five fifty. And to be considered a rookie pitcher, you have to pitch at least 50 innings in a season. 50? 50. 
So as a closer, let's say you're a relief pitcher or a closer, <laughs> yeah. you may not hit that yeah. for multiple seasons. You better hope you don't start off as a closer or reliever. You better hope you start as a... <laughs> well, that's the thing is, even a lot of starters um, uh, start off as relievers. Because, I mean, most starters, unless you're Steven Strasburg oh. or these bigger guys... That are like highly touted starters. Yeah, you only play for five innings at mo- most on average. Um, they come in as relievers. Oh yeah, I'm so sorry. Because like they have their starters and they're like, okay, cool. Like we'll bring you up from the minors. Yeah. You'll be a reliever. We'll use you. Close up. Yeah. Two or three innings or three or four innings if we're having a bad start, whatever. And so I mean, you would need to, you'd have to pitch. You'd have to average three innings a game mm-hmm. yeah. to get to your fifty. Yeah, three hours. Then that would be that would still take you what, fifteen games or seventeen, eighteen games. Yeah, yeah just about. That's crazy, but um, yeah. So, and I mean, with relievers, you're not guaranteed to get in ever. Yeah, because no they can literally, they pick their relievers based on the situation and everything. Uh, but the yeah, who's who's hitting if they're left or if they're right? Who the the yeah, all that stuff. Um. I just see, came across this. Do you know who Forbes uh, named the uh, richest celebrity of 2020? Of the 2020s, it says. With an apostrophe S. 2020s. No. Conor McGregor. $180 million this past year. He says Conor showed off a custom cake. Yeah, he had a party. He was gifted for raking in a reported $180 million this past year. I don't know why it says 2020s with an apostrophe S with a plural. Okay, so you read that, and I was sitting here, and I was oh, like... Oh, 2020s, we're only 2021, that's why. I was like... <clears throat> I was thinking from 20, 2000 to At first I was like, man, that's a big feat, and then I was like... <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, big feat mm-hmm. makes way more money, props to you, Croner, you're good at PR shit, Fuck. but... In my head, it was a bigger deal when you... Yeah. And then I was like... Because I emphasized the... the 2020s. I was like, well, first off, 2020 was a super down year yeah. for everybody. Everybody. And then we're not that far into 21. Which So it's a big feat at that. But yeah, I was thinking... When I read 2020, I was thinking, I was like, thinking 2000 to now. In in my head, I was thinking like, man, this guy's been killing it for a decade. Like in my <laughs> Two head, decades. And I was just like... Oh. He's been killing it for... 14 months? <laughs> 18 months? Whatever it is. No, I think like 7... Or like 19, whatever. But yeah, no, it's like, okay, I feel dumb as shit, you know, but whatever. But still, $180 million? Hey, you killing the game. Yeah, that's crazy. Connor's doing it. But, yeah. uh... And then Logan Paul, I've seen... I didn't watch the video, but supposedly he beat up four of the Gronkowski brothers. Obviously it was in sparring in the in the ring, you know, practicing and shit. But all of those brothers are pretty fucking big. But again, it doesn't re- you know, that doesn't automatically mean you can fight. Now if you put Gronk in there, I think Gronk would Gronk smash. <laughs> Gronk's just got that yeah, I'm not gonna say that word. That's yeah. But he's got that that strength. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, oh hundred percent. But um, but even his other brothers were football players, weren't they? Didn't one of them play college and another one I'm actually make sure pros? I'm pretty sure one still in the NFL. Yeah, one's in the NFL. So, and how many Gronk brothers are there? Four, five? Because I, I don't think he fought um, Rob. I'll look into that right now. Um, no, there's only four. 
Is there? So wait, so he. Oh no, no, there's. There, so there's Rob and then four. Yeah, more. Then, okay. Rob's. I don't think Rob's getting in the ring. You know. Um, Dan Gronkowski, yeah. who is is NFL. So there's two brothers, in the NFL. Then. Oh wow. Um, yeah. So Dan Gronkowski, and then, which is crazy because. It, uh, what's he play? He plays for the Lions now. Is that what it is? I believe that's where I last heard of him playing. Um, he also plays tight end. He's played for Denver, New England. Oh, he was drafted by the Lions. Okay. And he since has played for Denver, New England, and Cleveland. Gotcha. And as of right now, the brother Chris Gronkowski is our fullback. When okay. I say our fullback, I'm not as a Broncos fan. So look, so Rob Gronkowski referees as Logan Paul boxes four of the Gronkowski brothers. And then you have Gordy Gronkowski Jr. Um, he's a former All-American baseball player. He played with the Los Angeles Angels minor league team for a couple years. Yeah, they're all super talented. And then you got Glenn Gronkowski. That's a that's a, a, a that name you know you don't hear Glenn too much. As, um, he's a, as a name. he was a fullback, played at Kansas State. He went undrafted and then was signed by the Bills, and he was on the practice squad for the uh, Patriots for a couple years. Gotcha, dude. Listen to this. Logan Paul is taking on four brothers in expe- exhibition boxing match, beating them all in quick succession, ahead of the huge fight against Floyd Mayweather. He fought all four at the same time. Okay, but we've seen what Rob does on WWE. Yeah. No, but he didn't fight Rob. Rob no, just no. refereed. But I'm just saying. Oh, you think you think it was just you publicity? Don't, you don't think it was for fun? Oh, yeah, no, it probably was. But then again, your pride as a Gronkowski, for sure, I would think that you'd want to, like, yeah, yeah, it's probably playing around. I was saying, if you've seen what Rob does, I don't know if he has a lot of pride. Well, he doesn't have to. Because well he does have pride. He, this he's motherfucker, made his name. This motherfucker up here dancing with no shirt on, like a wheat looking. And I'm not talking like dude wasn't dancing. He can't. He, can. he was. He I was love Grunt. Trashy, drunk, cool. Like we were what, all you on stage in Vegas. Yeah. When, when the fan came up and he body slammed him. That motherfucker yeah. choke slammed him on stage. Wow. That's what the, I'm talking about. He also has the 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 booze cruise, the Gronk booze cruise or something, where he he rents out like a whole. Um, Ocean liner, like a, a cruise ship, and it's it's nothing. I don't know how many days, but getting fucked up, and they have celebrities, rappers. They come on and they perform and yada yada. And I can't remember the celebrity. If you don't mind, if you want to look this up, I want to say Snoop, but he was drunk as fuck and choke slammed and ran up and or he didn't. He like I think he uh, Goldberg him into the pool or some shit. And it was like, it wasn't scripted. It wasn't, the, the person that he did it to didn't even know it was going to happen. Gronk was just like, Gronk smash, and went and fucking just trashed him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, who, who did he do it to? Let's see, it says, the Gronkest moments of the party cruise. The party crew. Dude, Gronk is, is the, he's not an animal. That's my, that's uh, my spirit animal. Ten grand cash right now. If you, Woo! He offered a couple ten grand cash to just clap cheeks in front of the whole fucking crowd. <laughs> ten grand cash. Oh shit! To fucking clap it. Damn! He's an exhibitionist. He had Flow Rider perform on the cruise. Maybe that's who it was. Um, that had to be it. He said, "Somebody." Flow Rider's a big motherfucker. He was on the stage Jeff. and said, "Somebody's gonna get pregnant tonight." <laughs> 
Flowrider said, not me, motherfucker. Uh, a Gronk fan from Kentucky was there, and there was a Q&A, and he proposed to his girlfriend. Um, they played a, a version of Family Feud. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, that's funny. No, I'd, I'd go on this cruise 100%. Dude, I, I can't it's... find out who he t- I can't see who he tackled, but... Um, Oh, 100%. If, like, that's the, back in the I'd day, that was our type of time. On it. That was our type of time back in the day. I mean, still, it would be fucking awesome. I want to know if he's. Like, I, like, I mean, this might be weird, but I'm kind of curious if these, this couple took it and said, hey, let me get this 10 grand and just. Oh, man. Oh, and for his, for the. for the Oh, it was Waka Flocka. Oh, was it? I believe it was Waka. But. <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. Two, 2,500 of his... <laughs> Listen, famous DJ says Gronk Cruz poop prank led to lifetime bans. Jesus. Poop prank? Poop prank. Um, yeah, so it, it, only co- it only cost $700 to go on the cruise. <gasps> Bro. 2,500 people. What the fuck? Um, yeah, he, he invited them... Uh, ten grand bang in front of everybody. You keep revisiting that. You well, I'm really trying to see. see so, yeah, you try I'm to, trying to see other videos, things that happen. See if you can find videos on Google. <laughs> um, oh, there's shit. a video. Obviously, oh. we're gonna play it on. We'll revisit this next week. Um, he was on stage during a DJ set as fans were dancing. Um, yeah, what happened? Who? He was there with three of his siblings and his dad. Oh, his dad. Yeah, his dad's with the shits, too. I mean, think about that. You're raising these five Gronk boys that are fucking outrageously crazy. You think the dad's not? Oh, yeah. They were... They've got to get it from somewhere. And I've heard the mom is very, like, you know, like... So it it left left Miami and then went down to the Bahamas... It's making a. It made it not making. It made a private stop on Gronk Island, uh-huh. and they were gone for four days. That's crazy. That sounds like an, the most amazing cruise ever. For seven hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Because cruises are usually like fucking thirty five hundred dollars. Well, and like okay, so like normal cruise, whatever. Like you might be able to get a cheap one, whatever. But you're not partying. With Gronk. Rob Gronkowski and with Waka Flocka, Flow Rider, see somebody DJ get their cheeks on. clapped. <laughs> yeah, dude. Or maybe, maybe <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. Well, we don't even know if they took that. Allegedly, I swam in a canal. <laughs> Fucking Pat McAfee. Oh, speaking of Pat McAfee, did you hear what you know who Doctor Disrespect is, right? Uh, uh, it sounds familiar, but I can't say. I do. He's a big uh, streamer. He was on Twitch. Got kicked off Twitch. Plays Call of Duty. He literally is... His whole mantra is just talking shit. Obviously by his name, Dr. Disrespect. Really good at Call of Duty. Really good at games. He actually was a developer for Call of Duty for a little while and like helped design maps. Is he like an eight-year-old kid that calls you the N-word? And, and some no, this guy's like... I'm kidding. This guy's like 35, 40, like has kids and a wife. And he literally wears like pit viper glasses and like... Uh, puts on a wig and like it's a whole like yeah, he goes a, into a whole persona gotcha gotcha it's not his like his real self is like a super nice guy it's a character but yeah. his character is like disrespectful yeah and disrespect. so on on stream he said that he believes he can throw a football farther 
than, than Pat McAfee can punt. Oh, bro, come on. And so there's a clip of AJ Hawk because you know how they go back and forth. Oh right? He's God. like AJ Hawk's fucking chin is. AJ Hawk was like, yeah, he probably could, Pat. And Pat was Hawk, like, what you talking about? He stirs the shit <laughs> so bad. And um, I guess Doctor Disrespect is like, yeah, Pat only punts like fifty or sixty yards. Like I could easily throw farther than that. Well, that's that. what he punts in the NFL because that's what he needs to do, or when he punted because that's what you needed to and do. And he's and uh, Doctor Disrespect is like, but we're not counting that roll bullshit. Oh shit! He's like, you don't. We don't count the roll. It's wherever it hits. And then Pat Pat said something like, well, he's like, you know, he's he might be right right now because the other day I went and kicked like some field goals and the next day I woke up and I could barely walk but yeah. he said but but being me you gotta act like like you didn't hurt nothing yeah. competitive as shit but he's like what he's like what Dr. Disrespect isn't factoring in is that when you look at a punt distance like in the stat book mm-hmm. it's not counting the 11 yards that I'm standing behind the line of scrimmage. Oh, that's true. I never thought about so that. So he's like a 60-yard punt. Even yeah. if you're counting it's from when he hits the, the ground, line of scrimmage. it's 71. He's like 70 oh, or 71-yard punt. Shit. With no I, roll. I never thought about that. Did you? Did you ever think no. about that? I only think about that with field goals. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And in field goals, don't they only count it to the line of scrimmage as well? They yeah. Don't, they don't count back to where it snapped to, which is another eight yards. No, I, so... I'm no, with, with no with field goals, I believe they do count spot a ball. Got you. Okay. Because I, I've... Oh, yeah, because the announcers will even say... They'll be like, yeah. it depends on where the, the hold is set. Yeah. When the, especially when they're going to, like, records, it'll be like, it all depends on where they set up the hold. Yeah, that's true. On right? whether or not this will be a 55 or... Or a 56. Yeah. yeah. No, I get it. Um, but, yeah, no, punts are counted from the line, line of scrimmage. scrimmage. That's great. Imagine that the records would be so much different. And well, and his thing was like, you got to think about it this way too. So like, let's say you punt to a guy, and he catches it. Mm-hmm. They don't catch it at the ground. No, they catch it in their uh-huh. in their chest. So he's, another he's like, yard. So if you think about it, it could easily have gone another two or three yards. Yeah. So he's saying, if he's like, if I kick a sixty-one, it's really like a seventy-five. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah, no, he's... With no roll. I, I can see that. I can and he's like, so now that. if you think about it, add the roll, he's like, some of those punters are almost kicking 100 yards. yards. Absolutely. He said, between 80 and 90 yards a punt. He's like, am I saying I could do that right now in the shape I'm in? No. And AJ Hawk's like, not at all. <laughs> I was like, God dang, Hawk, like, you're just over here just bashing the boy. Dude, that's how we are, though, too. Listen to this uh, headline. Logan Paul, we're taking Floyd's kill you threat seriously, adding 24-7 security. So when they were doing their face-off on stage and their shit-talking, Floyd, I guess, and I haven't seen it because I don't care to watch that. The, from what I'm getting from this article, this Floyd says something about killing him. It says Logan Paul says he and his brother are taking no chances after Floyd Mayweather's I'll kill you threat, telling TMZ Sports they now have security watching them at all times. Floyd dropped a menacing warning to Jake Paul after the younger Paul brother famously stole the boxer's hat during a confrontation at the Logan Mayweather pre-fight news conference in Miami last week. Bro, he said something in the heat of the moment that he, you know what I'm saying? And they're like, oh, go, can, we need the police. Like, I'm surprised they didn't make a police report, or if, I'm not sure if they have. But really, really, dude, do you think Floyd Mayweather's really going to have you killed? Like, I don't, I don't. It's crazy. 
I think they're doing publicity shit. That's what the Paul Brothers are doing. Well, are, you know? and as we're talking about this, six hours ago, Floyd Mayweather says the fight was supposed to happen in Dubai. That yeah, was oh, the original. And now he is, his company is suing. $120 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the PAC, inter, the PAC Entertainment Worldwide um, approached them with this fight and said the event would be in Dubai. Yeah. Because this company had numerous business contacts in Dubai mm-hmm. and they had the capability to host a fight, blah, 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 blah. Well, blah, that's blah, where the first UFC fight, fight happened uh, during COVID. And because they could. The first payment of $30 million to Mayweather was due Ooh. on March 25th. So so Mayweather's people are suing or the company, the production, the promotion company, so which should be Floyd. Mayweather huh? Promotions is suing PAC Entertainment Worldwide for $120 million. And I guess the first payment of $30 million for this whole fight shit mm-hmm. Was due on March twenty fifth, and as of and as of this article, which I believe if I wasn't if I'm not mistaken was six hours ago, Mm. it is saying, yeah, five fourteen, two thousand twenty one, at three thirty Pacific time. Yeah, um, they still haven't received it. That's crazy. But did you see? Speaking of the, speaking of that's crazy. Did you see what happened today when the White Sox were playing the Royals, and Jose Abreu um, uh, collided with the the batter from the Royals uh, when there's a, a pop up right there by home plate. Yeah, um, I, ju- I actually just watched the video like not that long ago. Um, but uh, after watching it, I, I one I don't see why Abreu was charging as hard as he was. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, I wasn't on the field. I'm not a professional player, but yeah, a lot from of watching, <laughs> from my point of view, and hindsight's 2020, 20, just all yeah. these disclaimers. <laughs> I don't want anybody allegedly. Like, um, I don't see why he charged so hard, and I'm not saying it's his fault the collision happened. Yeah, um, the batter went around the catcher and he was looking down. It was just a that's bunch what, of that's what it looked like. Bang, from bang, point of view, bang! Yeah. Stuff happened, but I'm just saying. From what I saw, the ball was a foul ball. Was it foul? Yeah, it was foul. Where, do you Just, think it would have landed foul? Because I watched the video too, and it was like right. E- either way, it was a pop up about what uh, to the right of the plate. If you're from the the catcher's position, yeah, it was to the right, about a yard or foul. two, a yard or two away from home plate. Yeah, it was up uh, first baseline. Yeah, and, but it was foul, <clears throat> probably two to three feet. Damn. I didn't see it that way, but all right. Because, I mean, and so catcher goes up, and the pitcher's backing up. Mm-hmm. So even if even if ball hits ground and it's spinning in the way that it goes fair. Mm-hmm. Or the, bounces off the catcher who's trying to, tr- trying to catch yeah. it. The pitcher was there to back up. Um, there was a guy on first who was, he was a lead or two off. Like, he wasn't going to second yeah. at any means. So if the ball would have bounced and then... Went fair because for those of you that don't know, a ball can go foul mm-hmm. so long as it turns fair, like if it's rolling, before it gets to the back. Yep. And so that, if, and that's that's why defenders need to, if it's going foul, they can touch it before yeah, it touch comes it back before in. it comes in, or if they think it's an easy out, hopefully they let they, they let it roll let fair. It roll. Yeah. Sorry, just just but, for yeah. context. So 
if it wouldn't say the catcher would have missed it because he wasn't in position and it hit and then skipped in, mm-hmm. it's a playable ball. So the pitcher was backing up and he could have easily grabbed it and thrown the guy out at second because the guy wasn't even leading. Or first, but Jose Abreu should have stayed on the bag but ran all the way to where the catcher was within a, a yard of him. Oh, yeah. So who, like, that's what I'm saying. So the, <clears throat> the pitcher usually... Uh, backs up first base if there's if there's a, a line driver uh, he's going mm-hmm. for a foul ball so the pitcher's backing up the catcher Abreu should have stayed by first just in case a bang bang play happens and he can receive the the, the you know the catch for the out so that yeah that, that I didn't even think about that until you just were ta- explaining and, that so Abreu shouldn't have been he was in the wrong position completely yeah like if in my opinion <clears throat> I think Abreu was out of position absolutely do I. And, it was an accident. Yeah, one hundred percent. But tell them what happened because we didn't get to that part. And well, they collided into each other and pretty hard. Y'all hard. If you uh, go look it up, Abreu, Abreu versus Dozier, Dozier. How you want? Who was know, the batter? Who was the batter for Head the Royals? First. They collided. Um, Abreu had a <laughs> facial laceration and left the game. His concussion tests are negative, and then Dozier is having neck pain and he has a quad injury. In his leg. Damn. Uh, yeah, because Abreu was looking up for the pop fly, straight up in the air. For some reason, when Dozier, you know, was he ran because the catcher was on the fair foul line, the first baseline. Yeah. So he kind of went around him. When he did it, in my opinion, it looked like he kind of looked down towards the grass. And, you know, one looking up, one looking down. Smack! You know, like a head-on collision. Oh, yeah. yeah they, both were, hard. they both were going as hard as they could. And you know, base, I mean, baseball players aren't as tough as football players. <laughs> Just saying. I love baseball, but, you know. But that shit's crazy, and, you know, best of luck to both of them uh, on recovering from this. Hopefully they don't miss um, a lot of time besides today, and they can get back to it. But, uh, so, Big, I think that's our time for tonight. I don't know. Is there anything else you think is noteworthy to discuss? No, I think we hit we hit everything we wanted to hit tonight. Um, episode three went well. I agree. So um, until next time, which will be next week, and barring any you know catastrophic events, uh, we appreciate all the support that we've had so far, and uh, we hope you guys are enjoying what we talk about. Um, please leave comments on the platforms that have that uh, option. Let us know what you want to hear about. Or what could be better, because we take everything into consideration. And, um, yeah, until next week, we appreciate everything. This is uh, the Big and Blizz podcast, signing out. Peace.